Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm behind schedule. So, hold on with us here until we can get into that platform on the, on the desktop model and we'll try to get uh, clocked in here. <laughs> A beautiful day here in Pineville. Gorgeous day. We just went out a little while ago, Mark and Rosette and I, and we took a little ride out in the country and went out to Beaver Lake, and what a beauty, beautiful lake in the mountains, Ozark Mountains. Beautiful lake. posted some of the pictures yesterday when we went to Fort Smith Lake State Park. Hope you enjoyed those. We had a wonderful time going down and spending some time in the park. You can see Tulip had a good time. So anyway, sometimes it's good to get away with family and enjoy the beautiful uh, God's God's creation. Um, we're now in the back office. I've unmuted Brother Mark and I've unmuted Brother Carl. And Brother Mark is going to I guess call the shot tonight is what we're going to talk about. I don't know if he wanted to continue on in John 10 or if he has something else on his mind. So I'll just turn it over to Brother Mark. Good evening, Brother Mark. Oh, yes. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to like do John 10 next Sunday if we could do that. Okay. That'll work. What's on your mind okay. for this evening? Um... I don't know. I'm not really sure what to do. It's getting pretty warm here in Long Beach. Um, you didn't have anything uh, prepared for tonight? Well, I always have something. You know me. But, uh, uh, yeah, what I'd like to do maybe is uh, we're going to be um, doing later on next week after our final talk on the, the uh, final perseverance of the saints, we're going to be going over into Ecclesiastes. Oh. So I'll hold, I'll hold to that. But um, one of the uh, scriptures I often find myself returning to, and I think the reason that I return to it so much is I need it. <laughs> I need it to remind myself, you know, from whence, I, from whence I've come. Yes. Um, and that is the first first Corinthians, beginning mm. with the, the first chapter, and I want to start with 18 through 31 and then continue on in chapter 2 um, and just go through the uh, chapter 2 as well. So the uh, eight. Uh, verses 18 through 31, and then verses 1 through 16 of chapter 2 of uh, 1 Corinthians. And the okay. reason this speaks, 
the reason this speaks so strongly to me is that uh, I know that Brother Mark and I have, have covered this before, so bear with us for covering it again. Uh, but I think the reason it speaks to me is, you know, I came out of the educational system. I taught in the educational system, and I was entrenched in humanistic uh, teachings by the University of Kansas. And entrenched in the social welfare system and God literally brought me out of it like a brand plucked out of the fire okay and I had awesome. to renounce I had to renounce all of that garbage literally all of it so if I could maybe I could have brother Mark start for us and read uh, verses 18 down to 31 and then I have brother Carl uh, read uh, the first oh, nine verses of chapter 2, and then I might have my son Mark read the last uh, 10 through 16. So I'm going to have Brother Mark start. Mark, you can uh, make any comments also about those verses that you're reading, and then we'll have Brother Carl make some remarks, and we'll just kind of go around. But I'll turn it over to Brother Mark Kennedy. Very good. Thank you, Brother. God bless you, saints. This evening, welcome. Thank you for being with us, and may Jehovah meet you right where you're at. In whatever situation you are in, he'll take care of it. So don't worry, saints. We are encouraged to take all our cares to him. <laughs> saints, for uh, lifting up the prayer requests. Please keep praying for the Phillips family and the Roberts family and Brother Carl's mom, Reba that God would bring her out of the lie of the system of organized religion. Thank you, saints, Amen. for lifting up these requests in your private prayer time. Okay, so 1 Corinthians, in the authorized King James, we're going to do, this. Looks, like, looks like the second half of the chapter here, pretty much, and then we're going to move on forward into uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Okay. So, that being said, starting at verse 18 in the first chapter of 1 Corinthians. Verse 18. Oh, this is a famous verse. Everybody knows this verse. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power, the dunamis, the Greek word from where we get our word dynamite. The power of God. Verse 19, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Verse 20, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? I think we know the answer to that, saints. <laughs> A resounding yes. So, verse 21, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Oh, there's some foolish preachers. Look at them foolish preachers. They're at it again. <laughs> That's right, because this is what the Lord has commanded. And that's right. We don't know who the elect are, so we preach to everyone as we have opportunity. 
Praise God. God will make the opportunity. You can count on it. Verse 22, for the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. These are two examples of idolatry of ancient cultures here. Verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews, a stumbling block, because they didn't get their sign that they wanted, and unto the Greeks, foolishness, because the Greeks did not worship Christ, they worshiped knowledge and that's where the uh, ancient heretical uh, idea of Gnosticism comes in worshipping not the God who gives knowledge but the knowledge itself you know that's a very you're, you're headed for trouble if you do that verse 24 but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God there's that word again power you know the Greek word dunamis, from where we get our word dynamite, the power of God. Verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. That's right. If there can be said to be such a thing as the foolishness of God, it is still wiser than, than man. And the weakness of God is stronger than men. That's right. That's right. Verse 26, for ye see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. That effectual calling, the ones that are viewed by the world as the most unlikely to, to uh, be called of God, you know. And David is the best example, you know. Everybody else went before him. And God said, nope, not the one, nope, nope, not that one, nope, not that one. David goes, that's the one. Yep. And so verse 27, but God hath chosen the foolish things of the world, like preaching, to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base things, verse 28, of the world and things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and things which are not, to bring to naught things that are. Verse 29, that no flesh should glory in his presence. Verse 30, but of him, of him, there it is, but of him. You hear that, free willers? Of him. I say it again, of him you are in are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Verse 31, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. There it is. That's right. Because any glory that you take into yourself, you're robbing God of his glory. And if you do that, and if you keep doing that, you're headed for trouble. Praise God, saints. Well, Brother Carl, what, what do you say about this passage, brother? Go ahead and give us your thoughts. All right. Well, uh, I'll just, if you don't mind, I want to include verse 17 in here as well. It says, um, I want to read 17 and 18 together here. For Christ did me not to bad. Hold on, Carl. Something is wrong with your mic. I don't know. It sounds like you 
have one of those mechanical voices that when they take your thing. Um, yeah, I don't know what's happening. It's garbled. Um, How about now? Still no. Kind of started, yeah. Sounds like a mechanic, a mechanical yeah. voice. One of those computer voices. All right, let me hang up and call right back in. Okay, okay. great. See what else can I uh, bring attention to? Well, Carl, brother, Carl is coming back in. Let's see. Um, verse twenty-five: The foolishness of God is wiser than men. And so, I don't. I, I don't think we're to take. I don't think we're to take this verse literally here. It's just uh, using uh, metaphorical language to make a point that even the lower ranges of the knowledge and power and wisdom of God is still higher than the upper ranges of man's alleged knowledge, you know, glory and wisdom. So I don't think we're to take this verse literally. It's using metaphorical language to make a point is what I feel the case. What do you think, Brother Larry? Yeah, I think so. I think Brother um, Carl is back with us. Carl, uh, come back and test test things out for us. Okay, how about now? Yeah, better. Yeah, that's that's better. much better. That's that's the Carl we want to hear from right there. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So let me read verse seventeen as well here. So, um, seventeen and eighteen. For Christ yeah. sent me not to, for Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. And what I want to do with these two verses here, by the grace of God, is address the whole apologetics nonsense. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Just, you know, those that video that we watched, I, I believe that all of us watched it, with Anley Stan I call him Anley, not Andy, because just to disrespect him, because I think, because I absolutely think he's disgusting. So, Anley Stanley, um, <laughs> him and Jeff Durbin and James yeah. White, you know, they all call each other brother, right? And so, in Okay, anyway, but what they're saying in this video, basically, and what people that engage in apologetics do is they do contrary to what we're told here. All right, Paul said, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be of none effect. All right, so what they try to do is persuade men by their own so-called wit and savvy and and linguistical and vernacular skills that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. All right, well we, go, well, we go on to read here in verse 18, the preaching of the cross to, is to them that perish foolishness. So that's not going to happen. These men, don't, these men that engage in apologetics like they do, they don't trust in the Holy Spirit to quicken the dead sinner and resurrect him to faith in Jesus Christ, but rather they trust their own so-called education. All right? Yes, and, right. And, and in doing so, right, what do they do? They make the they make the the cross of Christ of none effect. That's what they Amen. do, and it's absolutely disgusting to me. I mean, it, 
you know, that these people actually think that they that that they can take glory for for the for the finished work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because that's what they're doing. I mean, that's yeah. what they're doing. Um you know, we go on to see in verse twenty three, but we preach but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews a stumbling block and unto the Greeks a foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness Amen. of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Yeah, so, you know, we, as we preach the gospel to sinners, to every creature as the Lord gives us grace to do so, all right? And God is going to save those whom he has given to the Son, all right? The Holy Spirit is going to quicken them. And this isn't accomplished by any of our own called wit and savvy or or vernacular, how much we know or how much we don't know. This is done by preaching the gospel because it is the power of God to all that believe. All right? Yeah. It's the power of God. All right? Amen. And this is in the same way that, you see, the human being, us, right, these sinners saved by grace, we absolutely get nothing to boast about. Absolutely nothing. All right? Nice. We, don't get, we, we don't get to boast in anything about our salvation because salvation is of the Lord. It is his work from start to finish. Um, we don't get to boast in preaching the gospel. Like these men in their, you know, in their fancy suits and their pulpit with their congregation, all right, they're, it's popery and they're boasting. They think that they ha- actually have something to boast of, all right? We're, we see here in verse 27, which makes me think of one of my favorite prayers in, in the entire Bible. Um, obviously, my favorite prayer is John 17, the prayer, the, the actual Lord's Prayer. Prayed by, yeah. prayed by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but I really do love the prayer of Hannah in Second Samuel chapter two, and we see here in verse in verse twenty seven. But God hath chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, <laughs> and God and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Verse twenty eight, and the base things of the world, and things which are despised, hath God chosen. Yeah, and things which are not, to bring not things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. That's the way God's fixed that's the way God has fixed it. And and the sinner saved by grace, being taught of God, because he's revealed to us and we're not in darkness anymore. We walk in the light and we can see ourselves. And our sin is exposed and we see ourselves for what we are. And we don't desire to boast about anything. We glory in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and and that's who we boast of, and that's why we are so, that's why we are, that's why we feel so strongly about proclaiming the truth of Scripture from the front to the back of it: salvation by grace through faith, biblical creation, all of it, because we boast in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I'll just read a couple of a couple of verses of the prayer of Hannah here. All right, God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, all right? And mm-hmm. we see here in Second, in Second Samuel chapter 2, um, verse 7, 
The Lord maketh poor and maketh rich. He bringeth yeah. low and lifteth up. All right? He raiseth up the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill to set them among princes and to make them inherit the throne of glory for the pillars of the earth are the Lord's and he has set the world upon them. All right? And, <laughs> you know, he chooses, like just like we read here, the foolish things. Someone like me, Carl W. Roberts III, a foolish creature. Me and too. he confounds a- Amen. <laughs> and he <laughs> confounds and he confounds the wise. And people scratch their head. I've had people that you know know me prior to my you know to to my conversion. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, to God saving me. All right. Mm-hmm. Um to God saving me. And, you know, I've had people ask me, say, man, how, you know, how did you go from being homeless and a junkie and nobody wanted you around? You know, how did you come out of that? You should be dead. And I said, look, (laughs) this is called the power of God. This is the hand of God. This is what, this is why, because God is merciful and he saved me. He had mercy on me. All right. Because we don't get to boast. All right. I, we boast in the Lord. And yeah. yeah, so this whole apologetics nonsense, it's completely the tradition of men and, and the so-called wisdom of men. And what does God say about the wisdom of men? He calls it foolishness. That's what it Amen. is to him. He even calls yep. the preaching. What does he say in verse 21? For after that, in the wisdom of that, for after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the brilliantness of preaching to save them that believe. No, it's not what it says. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And with that, I'll turn it back over to you guys. Well, that is excellent. That is excellent, and I'll just make a. I don't have a whole lot to add to that because Brother Carl did a really good job on that. Outstanding. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm like, I'm like you guys. I, I just kind of shake my head when those that are at the highest pinnacle of yes. uh, supposed so-called Christendom with their $500 suits and the reserved parking places and the doctors of divinity on their business card and on their website and their uh, doctor's degree in in Old Testament Greek and Hebrew and Mm -hmm. all of their (laughs) what I call uh, impressive theology. They try to impress people by their Mm -hmm. worldly wisdom by their worldly yep. wisdom, try to make it, you know, do you know who I am kind of a thing. Yeah. Well, you know, this, Brother Carl said it right. And yep. that is that no, we, are, we are told that no flesh should glory in his presence, and they certainly are not listening to that admonition or exhortation. They are trying to glory in themselves. Absolutely. Well, I'm saying that they are promoting... Christ, you know. And so, yes, Brother Carl, you nailed it. And that's why this passage is so meaningful to me because (laughs) shortly after I became converted or the Lord saved me, 
I flipped on a radio program and I was listening to a fella <laughs> that seemed to have all the doctrine right. Yep. He had he had a pride about him that I cannot even express. Mm-hmm. And I looked I looked over to my wife and I said, He seems to be he seems to be right in what he's conveying, but he's so cocky. Yeah. And then later on I found out he was the president and the originator of a college called Masters College. Call uh, no man yep. master. Call uh, no man father, right? Yeah. And then I later found out he was trying to put one foot in premillennialism and another in he was trying to walk both sides and then the the longer I listened to him, the more I realized I don't need to be listening to him. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to have Brother uh, Carl go on to Chapter 2, and if you would read uh, for us uh, verses 1 through 9 and, and make any comments you have on that, and then we'll turn it over to, to Brother Mark to make any comments. Brother Carl, go ahead. Brother yes, Larry? Thank you so much. Yes, gotta... go ahead, Brother Mark. We got a short message here from Brother Ashley to Brother Carl. He says, he says, uh, Brother Ashley says to Brother Carl, I watched his video on tongues and I totally agree with him having come out of the false charismatic movement. So, so Brother Ashley is giving your video on tongues a, a thumbs up, Brother Carl. Okay, great. Thank you, Brother Ashley. Um, yes, sir. It's you know it's off the glory of Jesus Christ, and uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I could have kept going with it this morning, but I figured you know I was you know I'm doing it to glorify you know our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, so I didn't want to seem you know too anxious and just you know rude. But like I say, I feel very passionate about it, and. Um, yeah, um, it's I've had some pretty crazy experiences before with you know within that yeah. whole movement. So, so yeah, thank you, brother Ashley, and you, brother Mark, and brother Larry as well. And again, I'll just say real quickly to brother Larry, um, you know, I give all glory to Jesus Christ, but the Lord has used you to you know, and brother Mark as well to you know inspire me to make these videos. And as long as God gives me the grace to do so, I'm gonna continue to do it. So okay, Amen. I'll just. I'll- you have, our, you have our full support, brother, and they've yeah. been a blessing ready to many people, as you know. Also, yeah. before you go into another chapter, I want to <clears throat> recognize Kelly Gallagher, um, and uh, and I also would like to say hello to Alman Leek, who's joined us as well, and Wes J- J- Jacobison, who's joined us, and... Uh, Kelly, uh, Terry Word also has joined us, and uh, Kelly uh, has, I believe, uh, what he calls an unknown soldier ministry, and I'm going to probably learn. We'll probably learn more about that um, as we go, as we get to know him. So, but with that, I just wanted to recognize those folks that are with us. Um, and thank you, Brother Ashley, for sharing that with us. It's amazing 
how many of us have come out of false doctrines like uh, charismatic movement or the Arminian movement and so on. So I'm going to turn it back to Brother Carl to go into Chapter 2. Okay, and and I just want to make a real quick disclaimer about my mother since I have the opportunity right here. She actually doesn't attend any organized churches anymore as far as I know, but she still has these Pentecostal traditions um, that that she got from organized religion. So I just wanted to set that down yeah. and just, just lay that out there. But she has totally cut me off. She will have no communication with me or my wife because, um, you know, I've very kindly called that error to her attention, and she has cut off all communication with me. So um, you said two through nine? One through uh, nine? Yes. Uh, chapter two, one through nine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Okay, thank you. All right. Um, First Corinthians chapter two. Verses 1 through 9 in the authorized King James Bible only, beginning with verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. How be it, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Yes, yeah, so here we go. Paul just keeps teaching us here about apologetics and how to there's no need for any of there's no need for any of that nonsense. All right. Yep. There's no need to try to entice men with your own wisdom. That, this is so – and I'm so glad that Brother Larry chose this tonight. This is excellent. All right, what does he say here in verse 1? And, and, and I, brother, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declared unto you the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. All right, Saul of Tarsus, all right, he was, he was a Benjamite, circumcised the eighth day, I believe. He he was a Pharisee. He was very very he was very well educated, all right. And yeah. he you know, but he knew that that was not the approach to take with sinners because yeah. with, because it's foolishness. It's it's foolishness to them that are perishing. And he knew because he was taught of God, all right, that what's going to convert the sinner is the gospel of Jesus Christ, all right. It's the whole. Yeah. It's God Himself. All right, and this is this is what this is what we're being taught here. What's he say in verse four? And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, i.e. Jeff Durbin, i.e. Greg Bar- Greg, i.e. Greg Bonson, um, i.e. James White, uh, yep. Andy Sandling. I could keep on going here. All right. All right. Okay. So. And I like how he says, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, 
mm-hmm. right? Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. The, the Them that are perfect in, in verse 6, I believe possibly, um, I mean, maybe this is talking about the believer himself. I believe it sort of has to be. And this so, and, and you know, we're, we're told elsewhere in Scripture that there's no condemnation, you know, anymore to them that are in Christ Jesus, that that yeah. the believer himself, we are taught, is perfect in Christ. There is no such thing as progressive sanctification. There's not. Yes, that's right. Okay, we do grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, without a doubt. But that's not that's not that's not sanctification. All right, there is no such thing as progressive sanctification. We are either perfect, all right, or not. And we are we are in fact presented holy and blameless before the Father by the finished work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I believe possibly that's what he could be referring to here. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, and this is just again, all right, whenever we engage people and you know, as believers in the finished work and the effectual and particular atonement of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, all right. We have an assurance that the free willer doesn't have, okay? Amen. Because we because we know that all that were given to the Son by the Father will believe. Now we don't know who these people are, but we know because of the finished work of our blessed Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, our King. All right, we know because of Him that people are going to believe. We don't have to try to convince people with our own wits and so-called wisdom. I mean, look at what look at what Paul said here, man. I mean, <laughs> he didn't try to do that. If there was anybody that ever walked this earth that could have, it, it was it, it was Apostle Paul. He was a brilliant man, a, a brilliant man. But he knew mm-hmm. that was not the way to go. All right, that's not how that's not how you approach it, and that's what we're being taught here. And yes, um, again, we have an assurance that free willers don't have because we know because of the finished work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we go out and, and preach the gospel, as he gives us the grace to do so, that people are going to believe. With that, I'll turn it over to you guys. Yeah, go ahead, Brother Mark. Oh, that's good. Yes, absolutely right. And speaking of that, of these crazy preachers in their crazy Sunday go-to-meeting clothes, I, I got this one picture within this last week uh, Brother Carl sent it to me, and it's this one preacher, and he's wearing a suit that's half black on one side and half white on the other side. And I said to reply to Brother Carl, and I said, "Who? What person in their right mind would wear this kind of thing?" <laughs> and that's exactly. Like, that's exactly what I thought too. A Freemason. A Freemason. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, you know, these preachers got the strangest idea of what to wear. <laughs> anyway, yes, that's it's the power of God. It's not us. And bro, and brother Kelly, he says right here, you guys have the humility that I like. And I want to say it's not us, brother Kelly, but thank you. It's Jehovah that keeps us humble that way. So thank you, brother Kelly. And 
I will say that it is Jehovah where where that comes from because repentance comes from Jehovah. And man cannot repent. It comes from the Holy Spirit, from Jehovah yeah. through by agency of the Holy Spirit. So yes, the wisdom of preaching, the 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 foolishness, the 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 aspect of preaching appears to be foolish before this unbelieving world, and yet that is the means that God has ordained and chosen to accomplish the end or purpose. Because God is, God knows everything before it happens. God, in his sovereignty, he ordains a purpose. He ordains not only an end or a purpose, but the means to achieve and consummate that end or perfect or purpose. And that's that's how awesome our God is. He knows what to do, and he knows how to do it. Isn't that awesome, Saints? Yeah. That is. That is. Thank you, brother. That was very well stated. And, yes, I, I agree with you. Uh, man has nothing in and of himself to take any credit for. In fact, like Brother Carl has often said, you know, we we were all dead in our sins, you know. Right. And while we were yet in our sins, Christ died for us. And we have nothing to boast of, absolutely nothing. And anyway, I'm going to have Mark now read, my son here, read for us uh, verses uh, 10 down through 16. And then I'm going to have... Uh, let, let's just go around and make comments. I think you guys have really covered that. I don't think I need to cover any more of that. I think it was really well covered. So, Mark, uh, read verses 10 down through 16. God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. <clears throat> For what man knows the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, the spirit which is of God. We might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Those things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, which the Holy Ghost teaches to carry spiritual things and spiritual. The natural man receives the things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness unto him, neither can be can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judges of all things, yet he himself is judge no man. For he who hath known the mind of the Lord, if he may instruct him, we have the mind of Christ. Thank thank you, Mark. Yeah. Well, there's so much in here and I'm just gonna make a few comments and I'm gonna turn it back over to uh, to Brother Mark to make any comments and then back over to Carl to finish this out. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, verse 10, God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. And we're not talking about some false Holy Ghost experience like Brother Carl said, said in his sermon this morning. You all need to listen to that sermon. Because there's a lot of false prophecies, there's a lot of false tongue speaking, there's a lot of false interpreting going on. We're talking about 
the Spirit of God that dwells in all of God's people. He searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. And he says that we have not received the Spirit of the world. Verse 12. We haven't received the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. In other words, what that tells me is, apart from the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, apart from God's Spirit dwelling in us, we have no discernment, spiritual discernment, none of ourselves. It all comes from God. Um, that's what he says in verse 14, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. <clears throat> Have you ever talked to someone who has a real high flutin title in the church? Maybe he's mm. the president of a theological seminary. Maybe he's a, <clears throat> maybe he's a, a minister over a, a huge church. I've, I've talked to some of those people. And you get, engage them in a conversation, and all of their conversation seems to be the things of this world, mm-hmm. the natural things of this world. You know, they want to talk about their 401Ks. They want to talk about, you know, uh, all of their hobbies. They want to talk about all the places they've been to in the world. But this is this is in contradistinction to what we read here. It says, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And then he goes on and talks about what spiritual judgment and spiritual discernment is, is actually. You know, there are those out there that, want to try to point your finger, their finger at certain people because they don't have a, a master's of divinity degree. Mm-hmm. They are not properly ordained in organized religion. But, you know, for those of us who've been called by God, that does not concern us, does it? It doesn't concern us because we know who's called us. And he says in verse 16, Who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. That's, <clears throat> that's just the reality of those who have been effectually called by him. And I'm going to turn it over to Brother Mark. And uh, then Mark, after Mark makes his comments, we'll have uh, Brother Carl close this out for us. Go ahead, Brother Mark. Very good. Yes, Brother Larry, that's right. These these worldly preachers are always talking about how great they are in their own eyes and and you know, their their financial setup and all of that. And they also, you know, like that like that crazy Hogan guy, you know, I raised people from the dead at service this morning or something nonsense like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're they're full of themselves is what they are. So yes, verse ten here, the revelation is not by the agency of of man's intellect; it's by the spirit of God, because the spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. Yes, God knows all and He sees all. Uh, what's that scripture? All things are laid bare and open with. From by him from with whom we have to do something along those lines. Yes. So 
the revelation is by agency of the Holy Spirit. And that's the only way man's intellect will never get it. You know? So, and then going on, verse 11, you know, it tells us that, that, you know, what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of that man. You know, we all we all come to the table with different life experiences, you know. I don't know, brother. I, I, I've only learned Brother Carl's life experiences by listening him, to him over these last six months or what, since December. But other than that, other than what Brother Carl has told me, I don't know his life experiences. And other than what I've told Brother Carl and you too, Brother Larry, it's true for all of us. Aside from right. what we've told each other of our life experiences, you know, we don't know, you know. And man, there's another scripture that man looks on the external appearance, but God looks at the heart. So that's right. Verse 11's got it. You know, only a man knows the things of a man, the spirit of the man which is inside of him. And so it's the same thing. It's the same way with the spirit of God. And, you know, the only way is by direct revelation, by agency of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way. That's the only way we're going to know anything about God, is by revelation of the Holy Spirit, not by agency of man's intellect, which falls miserably short, as we saw in uh, the uh, that verse uh, 25 of the last chapter. Now, moving on, verse 12. We haven't received the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, so that we will know the things that God has freely given to us, isn't that, and that they are of God. Isn't that wonderful? There's another scripture that this one reminds me of, um, for we, not, we are not of a timid spirit, but of a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I think that's somewhere in the first or second Timothy. And so, and then verse 13. So we speak these things, which like we're doing right now, we're speaking of what God has done, the magnificent works that God has done in each one of our lives is what we are talking about. According to verse 13 here. So we do not speak words of man's wisdom. Exactly, here it is. But we teach, but that which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual things. And this is exactly right, because just like I said a moment ago, that's, that's the only way we're going to know anything about God, is by revelation of the Holy Spirit, by agency of the Holy Ghost. And so that's it, you know. God has to reveal his, his specific information to us. Yes, in Romans it says that by the creation that people are without excuse and know that God exists. But that's a different thing than knowing, knowing that God exists is one thing. And to know the specifics about God, that's quite another thing entirely. Thank you, Brother Kelly. Yes, Second Timothy one seven. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Brother Kelly. Um, so, yes, that's right. Verse thirteen, and then here we go. The natural man in verse fourteen. Here we go. 
The natural man, and this ties to Romans 8, that the carnal mind cannot be subject to the law of God. The natural man rejects the things of the Spirit of God because they are foolishness to him. He can't know them because they are spiritually discerned. That's right. Going back to verse 12 and 13, it has to be by direct revelation of the Holy Spirit. And then verse 15, but he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. This is good. Now, I have to make a claim, uh, uh, distinction here. Eternal destiny, someone's eternal destiny is the purview of God alone. That's not mm-hmm. what this verse talking about, I don't think. The, the, judging somebody's eternal destiny is the purview of God alone. But we can listen to a person and and judge their doctrine by the words that are coming out of this out of their mouth. I think that's what this verse is talking about here. I could be wrong, but that's my impression of, of what this verse means is that we listen to we do it every day. We listen to people talk and we go and we either go yeah that guy's got it he's right on or uh no that guy's off something's wrong there you know what i mean and so i just praise god that uh, (laughs) that hasn't happened to be here yet but praise god so yes we listen and to what somebody says we don't judge their eternal destiny that's the purview of god alone but we can judge a person's doctrine like we had uh like we had last week with Mr. Mosteller and his unbiblical uh um assertion that there is no hell and all of that from last week. So and then lastly verse 16, you know, who has known the mind of the Lord? There it is. Nobody knows the mind of the Lord except those to whom the Lord reveals himself that he may mm-hmm. instruct him but we have the mind of Christ. And why do we have the mind of Christ? Because he chose to give it to us. We ne- we never could get it on our own. Never, 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 never in a million years. Praise God, saints. Hey, oh. before, uh, before Carl jumps in, I want to uh, just respond to what Kelly has said. And I agree with you, Kelly. You say, I've noticed that the worldliness among all kind of denominations, even some Calvinists, and we, we are not Calvinists, okay? And by the way, I've often told people, all you have to do is change, change two letters around, and it, come, it goes from denominations to demonations, okay? And that's what you have in a lot of de- denominations is demonations. Yes. And, um, yes, I agree that a lot of the old school uh, Baptists are intense in the Word of God, and that's uh, a part of their their very being, and that should be a part of all of true Christians' uh, being, is in Him we live and move and have our very being. Now I'm going to let uh, turn it over to Brother Carl to have him finish this out for us uh, this evening. Go ahead, Brother Carl. All right. Um, verse 10, it says, But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yeah, the deep things of God. So we're told in Scripture that 
by, we're told in Scripture by, by our Lord, by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that He's going to send the Comforter and He's going to teach us all things. All right, that we don't need any man to teach us. All right, that the that you know we have the Holy Spirit and God teaches us the deep things of Himself. Now, <laughs> what does that even mean? And why would He even bother? To teach wretched creatures like us the deep things of himself. I, mean, I can't wrap my mind around that. I mean, if I get it in my heart, I'll be doing something by the grace of God. I mean, it, you know, when, whenever we talk about predestination and election, all right, and reprobation, all right, and the salvation of a sinner, and how that and 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 how that's accomplished, all right, this is according to what we're reading here, the deep things of God. And, you know, and it's the same way with biblical creation. By, you know, by God teaching us that we're not moving. And when you, when you stand outside on the earth and you know the earth is, in fact, underneath your feet, all right, and you look up and you know there's a firmament over you. And at and, and, and nighttime, whenever the moon and stars are out, it's just incredible. All the hosts yeah. of heaven above you, it is such it is such a revelation by the Holy Spirit of God to us, all right? And it is the deep things of God. And, and you know, we go on to read here in these, in these other verses here um, that what we're being taught here is that, you know, Romans 8, 7, I think it is, uh, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be, right? That's why we can't understand the stuff of our flesh. We can't mm-hmm. understand the spiritual. We can't understand the kingdom of God. Christ told Nicodemus that that we can't even see it. Can't even see the kingdom of God unless right. we're born again. Unless we're born again. All right. Yep. And the Holy Spirit of God is going to teach us all things, the deep things of God. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just so incredible. Um, I, I mean, and I really, you know, it's, like it says in verse 13, which things also we speak not in the words which man wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, their foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. And, you know, that's one thing we have to remember when dealing with people that don't understand um, predestination and election. Now, I'm not talking about somebody like Leighton Flowers, okay, who I don't know if, I don't know if, he, if you brothers know who he is. But all right, I, I, I'm, I'm not talking about somebody like him who denies the sovereignty of God. I'm not talking about Stephen Anderson or Charles Lawson, all right, or Anley Stanley, or any of these other men who deny the sovereignty of God in, in the salvation of a sinner. I'm talking about mm-hmm. somebody that has not been taught of the Lord yet and is ignorant of it and doesn't know. All right, the reason mm-hmm. that they don't know, the reason that they don't know is because the carnal mind is enmity against God. There All it right, is. and they can't see it, and they won't ever see it unless God is pleased to call them to faith in Jesus Christ. All right, now I, you know, I do believe that we grow in the knowledge and in the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Having said that, I do not believe that there's anyone out there who gets saved under a false gospel. I do not believe that that happens. That's my opinion. 
And I do not believe that there's ever been anybody that walked that has walked this earth that has been saved by the grace of God by making a decision for Christ or accepting him into their heart. That does not happen. That's not the way it works. It's not. All right. And God, when he saves a sinner, he teaches them of himself. And that's what we're taught here. Um, And as well, I'll just say again, like we talked about earlier in the broadcast, apologetics and the tradition of men um, we we are we are told in these scriptures here that that stuff is foolishness and to abandon it, and we don't need to do any of that. What we do is preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, and we have an assurance because our, because of the finished work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that all that He has given, that all that were given to Him by the Father, will believe on Him. All right, so we're not going to convince people by making some clever argument. We can forget right. that. All right, we don't do anything. We have no room to boast. God does it all. It is, this is his work, all right? And wherever we encounter people, we don't need to try to rely on our own understanding, okay? We lean not on your own understanding, but in all, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct our path. That's what we do by the grace of God. And, and we preach the gospel as he gives us the grace to do so, and his elect will believe on him. And that's all I have. Amen. Amen. Carl, that's right. Um, That's right. Because the word of God, there's a scripture in the Old Testament, the word, uh, the word of God shall not return unto me void, but shall accomplish the purpose for which I sent it forth. So all we have to do really is, is turn the word of God loose and it will do the work. It will accomplish the results. That's right. We don't have to. We don't have to re- rely on on fancy speaking and and stuff like that and and you know the latest evangelism techniques. Just 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 loose. Just let the word of God loose and speak it into the air, and it'll do the work. The Holy Spirit will see to that. You know, the word of God will not return void. It it will accomplish the purpose. And I uh, wanted to read one quick little scripture that Brother Kelly so graciously reminded me of when I was speaking earlier, and that is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. In the authorized King James Version, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. There's that word power, the Greek word dunamis, from which we get our word dynamite. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Isn't that awesome, Saints? Yes. Isn't that awesome? Yes, it is. Thank you, Brother Mark. It is awesome. And by the way, I want to thank... uh, Brother, uh, I mean, Sister Babs for her kind remarks on uh, YouTube. Good evening to you, Sister Babs, and we're glad that you are with us tonight as well as uh, my lovely wife, Rosette, who's over here with us as well. And all of those, the rest of us that have joined us, and I just want to thank Brother Carl and Brother Mark for uh, so amiably, uh, through the Spirit of God, uh, covering these these scriptures tonight, not anything in of our own wisdom, but the Holy Spirit has directed us, and we're thankful for that. We give God all the glory in it. Um, yep. 
I also want to remind everyone that uh, Wednesday night we're going to be talking, we're going to go to Scripture again, which reveals to us the wonderful doctrine of the final perseverance of the saints. Yeah. So we'll be doing that Wednesday night, and then Thursday night, uh, Brother Mark and Brother Carl will come up with a topic for the fellowship call. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the following week, uh, on Wednesday night, we're going to start a study in the book of Ecclesiastes, a very interesting book. Uh, we just talked about, talk about the wisdom of the world. And, you know, when Solomon was anointed king, one thing he prayed for was godly wisdom. He prayed that God, he didn't pray for materialism. He didn't pray for all the wealth of this world. He prayed that God would grant him wisdom to lead and in a in a spiritual way the kingdom that God had placed him over. And God granted that to him. So um, that's really all I have this evening. I want to thank, again, all the people that have joined us tonight, joined with us. And um, we're coming to the top of the hour. We've been uh, broadcasting here for, let's see, uh, I can just tell you about what we've been broadcasting one hour and one minute with our singing and everything. So I'm pretty well finished tonight. Does anyone have any final remarks? Yes, sir. Praise God to be here doing the work of the Lord and keep lift, keep lifting up those prayer requests to the Lord. Saints, thank you. God bless you. Yeah, Brother Carl. Amen. Yes, uh, I just I wanted to quote or um, read rather uh, John six thirty five through forty to close out. But I, but I also I want to read Hebrews chapter four verse twelve, and this goes and this goes right with what we've been talking about tonight. Um, you know, and whenever we preach the gospel to people, as God gives us the grace to do so, we have to remember to to quote the word of God. You know, we're told to give to be ready at all times to give an account before men of the hope that lies within us. All right, and whenever we look, I mean, I've you know, whenever we deal with people about <laughs> about biblical creation for you know for you know for instance, whenever you start speaking the word of God to them, and and I mean quoting scripture, I mean you'll be amazed at the effect that it has, and this is why. All right, Hebrews four verse twelve. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, all right? And whenever we proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to the law, you know, to sinners, this is what we must do. We must quote scripture to them, and the, and the Lord God, he will do his thing. He will take over, and he will, <laughs> he's the author and finisher of our faith, and, you know, he who yeah. begins a good work in us will perfect it until the day, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And this is his work, and this is all for his glory. All three of us and, and you know, everybody in this fellowship, our, you know, my wife and Sister Rosette and Brother Mark Phillips and Brother Ashley, Brother Mark Kennedy. I mean, we all, we have, we've all been taught of God by, by the grace of God, by his spirit, and we in no way exalt ourselves. We boast in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because without him, we can do nothing. And I, now I'll just close with John 35 through 40. Mm, an authorized King James Version, on, an authorized King James Bible only. Verse 35. 
And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will which hath sent me, that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life. And I will raise him up at the last day. Amen. Amen. Good Lord be with you guys and all of the other guests that have been with us. And we'll look forward to seeing you on Wednesday night. God bless. Love you, saints. Bless. Wednesday night. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.